0: what's going on everybody my name is trevor
1: and my name is cyrus and you're listening to drinking with the dead Uh, that sound made me so uncomfortable (laughs) i love that sound (laughs) that's what it sounds like okay let's get it 45 degree angle didn't bring my uh
0: Mm -hmm. there you go now straight start straightening it out there you go oh perfect jesus christ man it it (laughs) is perfect i can hear the little the widget is that what that fucking yeah, thing is? Yeah. So we're going to start off with the with our with our beer review today. Yeah. We usually have a little bit of banter, but we have a, a different type of beer that we need to allow to surge. Isn't that fucking bit. weird? Yeah, so uh, uh,
1: real quick, welcome everybody to the 26th episode of the Drinking With The Dead podcast. My name is Cyrus. I'm joined always with my uh, Guinness uh, trainer, <laughs> my, my guide to the Guinness... <laughs> uh trevante trevor sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like sir said we're this time we're drinking a a bit of a more well-known beer than we usually do we decided to go with guinness draft today which is a a stout so it is a probably the darkest beer that we've drank on the podcast but, oh for sure uh, yeah 100%. recently started revisiting guinness and quickly realized that it's become one of my one of my favorite beers mm. of all time but
1: the the last time i had guinness was uh when we were on that irish car bomb kick like yeah. three four years ago yeah. like everywhere we went it was like <laughs> you have irish car bomb like yeah I mean, they're probably fucking mad that they gotta bring us two two
0: drinks yeah um, so we're we're drinking it out of the can because that's the only way that you should do it unless you're getting it on tap but within these cans if you listen to the can real quick there's a little widget inside of these cans, mm-hmm. and what happens is when you pop it, you kind of heard it when Cyrus did it. It releases nitrogen when it touches air, and it kind of emulates what it would taste like if you were actually getting it if on you're tap. Taking, but, yeah,
1: and which by the way, I think mine has yep, been surging yep. for for quite some got, time. I got head on that one. I got I got quite a bit of head. I'm about yeah, to, so
0: yeah. We'll, let's let's kind of like like we said, this is like a stout, so it's a, is a yeah, very very it dark looks, beer. It
1: looks like I got I got uh, an americano sitting yep, in this yeah. bad boy. Right let's
0: get let's get the aroma first yes yeah smells like guinness yeah smells like guinness <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit you can kind of smell well, you don't get as much of the hops but you, but you do get like that um the roasted yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of m- malts and they kind of get hints of hints of coffee
1: yes and yeah. i know that's kind of a it's kind of a a staple when you're doing these darker beers mm-hmm. um and it was established in 1759 god dublin damn. ireland is that where it's from yeah good on you so <laughs> oh, <laughs> i wasn't trying to do an exit i was just <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry to our irish listeners yeah. I don't think we have Irish listeners.
0: I think we got a couple. We got a couple. I think we got well, a great!
1: Couple. Um, Shout out to y'all. Y'all make a quality beer. St James Gate, Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, let's let's take us. Yes yes, 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 yes. Let's right.
0: take a sip. Oh fuck! That's so good. God damn. Yeah nothing beats a guinness yeah I, I like i like yeah i love guinness super super creamy uh definitely get that those coffee that coffee taste. really smooth a little bit of the hops on the back it's end nitro jetted yeah that's the little widget for that's smoothness
1: yeah this is a 14.9 fluid ounce can yeah Let's see. And you
0: know what's that's crazy about this one? Like compared to other beers that are usually this dark, it's it's not as bitter. It's like actually very, oh, very yeah, smooth. Oh
1: yeah, no. And you know what? It might have been the widget. <laughs> it
0: probably was. Super, super like creamy and, and rich though. Yeah, that's good. God damn, I love Guinness. <laughs> Best enjoyed poured into a glass. Mm-hmm. You know that that also made. We're obviously drinking these in glasses yes, as opposed to straight out of the can. It. But that also made me realize maybe we should start pouring all of our beers into in, to glasses. When so here is
1: my problem with that. I am scared that I am going to be just telling the best story of my life <laughs> and I am going to just fucking smack the glass all over our computer. And yeah, so
0: I am very, ner- I am very nervous right maybe now. Maybe we, we could like pour a little bit, like a couple sips into ah, the glass and okay. then continue with the rest of okay. the can just so we can get an idea of the, you know the color mm-hmm. and, and get smell it a little bit better. You know what? Yeah, when you said I would like to know what,
1: what it looks like inside. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we can start doing that. He's like, oh, God damn. The, I mean, there's not much it's to really say about good. this
0: beer because it's really Everybody's really. I had it. You know, it's <laughs> been
1: around since 1759. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had it now, uh, you
0: should you need you to should, you should go. it's a Obviously, fucking amazing beer
1: at least once i think everyone should at least once try it yeah it's like this is this very is, low, it's a very famous another, beer yeah um
0: another great thing about it is it's very low carbonation you don't get a lot of carbonation
1: yes that is true
0: it's a oh god
1: I, it's it's really really smooth really really dark uh irish car bombs are great and, and you know what's weird is uh and it's funny that you say that you know it's really it's not as um uh um, what, what do you say? earlier, compared to other darker beers, it's not
0: as it's not as bitter. It's very smooth. Yeah.
1: Um. Or or it's not as carbonated either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And whenever I would get Irish car bombs, I would always you know you gotta chug them. Yeah. And yeah. I can't really chug beer. I mean, not, It's a very filling but I, beer I always need, I mean, whenever I would do the Irish car bombs, I'm like oh, that beer is so easy to chug. I mm-hmm. it just it tastes like I'm. I mean, but it feels like it, it doesn't
0: taste like water. It feels like I'm drinking yeah, it's water. It's very filling. Filling. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Very filling beer.
1: I haven't had breakfast, so
0: this is my breakfast. It's a good way to start off the day, in oh, my opinion. Yeah. Guinness to start off that the day. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I, uh, the first, this was actually the first beer that I drank legally. Oh. And, uh, I got it because this is my uncle's favorite beer. So I grew up and he was always drinking it. Guinness. So I was like, let, let me try out a Guinness as soon as I turned 21. Yeah. Fucking hated it. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Because
0: my, my taste buds weren't developed for that sort of thing. Yeah. So I didn't revisit it again until I was, like, 24. And then, obviously, I had been into, like, things like IPAs and stuff like that at that yeah, point. Yeah, I feel so like once you go was you I do anything. Yeah, no, for <laughs> it's sure. It's amazing. Uh,
1: I, I think I was kind of like that, kind of, when I first started uh, drinking. Um, before I could legally drink, I would do a lot of Twisted teas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, Well, wow, this is so sweet. Smooth and fruity and <laughs> not
0: a big fan of those
1: anymore. I actually don't like those no, anymore. I no. Either. I don't yeah, <laughs> I, I have sure yeah, drinking gin straight and whiskey straight. Yeah. It's kinda of like uh, I need I need it's something the point. To, with a little bite <laughs> or something, yeah. yeah. But you know, if you like that kind of shit, that's that's
0: groovy. Um but other than that, man, how you been? Fucking busy, dude. Yeah. Work's been taking up a lot of my time. That's part of the reason we didn't record last, last week. Last yes, that's right. I think I, I looked at it in the last two weeks, I've worked just under like 100 hours mm. and like my schedule's been crazy. I usually start working at about 4 a.m. and don't get done until like, you know, between like 3 and 4 on mm. those days. I just been tired as hell, dude, and yeah. I, part of me almost wanted to like say the th- same thing this week. Hey, let's let's take another break, but then I was like, Nah, we gotta get. Yeah, we got these yeah, because
1: <laughs> because then we really lose our momentum, man. Yeah. The, the, the intros become harder when we take two week hiatuses. You know, c- when I get COVID or something, and, and so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be. Uh, doing this thing oh happy uh, early e- or no belated be easter day yeah but, after easter. yeah happy day yeah. after easter
0: Such. if you celebrate that and uh Hope you had a good Easter egg hunt. Yeah, or I really
1: hope you find a lot of eggs.
0: Yeah, the I don't really. Like, we don't either. Yeah, <laughs> I, to, I don't know what goes down on Easter. Like I, I did mean, when I was little. We, but. we
1: would we do the egg hunt, but honestly, man, it's just getting together, barbecuing, yeah. and drinking. Yeah, and that and we actually did ours yesterday mm-hmm. uh, because we like to drink. And then on Sunday, don't need, can't you, do that. On yeah, Sundays. yeah, because we got work the next day, you know. So I went over, and uh, you know, you know, uh, my family member made uh, brisket. And some turkey um just a turkey breast it was kind of he just wanted to just throw it down yeah. he had the meat um and some sausage It was really good. Um, played some good old cornhole. Nice. Fucking suck at that game. Uh, I'm dude, really that, good at horseshoes, dude. Bro, there's dude. some
0: people that go in on cornhole. I know. You seen those videos? Oh, like, yeah. The, it was like the five-year-old kids, like, beating grown-ass yeah, adults they, cornhole. Yeah, that's, that's like a staple, man. <laughs> yeah. I wish
1: more people played horseshoes. I'm good at horseshoes. I yeah, fuck with horseshoes. I, that's so much. And it sounds satisfying when you hit the stick yeah. with, the, with the horse yeah. shoe. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the shoe of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, oh, shit. Oh, there was one piece of information I did want to share. Okay. <clears throat> I was listening to last week's episode. Not last week, two weeks ago. My my episode. Okay. And you had mentioned that Santa Ana had one leg.
0: Oh, did you look it up?
1: I looked it up. Was I right or wrong? You're right. I and was it, right. And it's in a it's in a museum in Illinois. Why is it in and Illinois? apparently
0: Texas is pissed that they, they have
1: the leg. Yeah, but uh, apparently Texas really wants that fucking leg. Right, that
0: shit should be ours.
1: Should be Mexico's, if anything. I guess, but I like... <laughs> it shouldn't be up north. I think. It, <laughs> yeah, why? That, know,
0: that makes no I don't fucking know. sense. How did he get? I there? don't know.
1: I, the article I read it was like uh, Santa Ana somehow lost it in 1847. There's like nothing <laughs> else that For, uh, we need that leg. Yeah. So if I remember correctly after San uh, Jacinto <laughs> when they when they took out um Mexico, uh when America or the Texans you yeah. know uh after the Alamo. Um uh San, I'm sorry, Santana was in jail, was in prison if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. And then in 1847 I guess someone Yeah, dude, we leg. need to
0: we need to get that shit back. Mm-hmm. And we need to display it like just on the in like on the it, with inside no like we need to find the top grossing whataburger okay. and like have that shit on display okay. in the lobby. hey that's
1: <laughs> i like i like the sound of that like you know how they have the old pictures of the the old whataburgers they yeah. just have one of just the leg and, well the the other whataburgers just have a picture of the leg and then yeah. the, the top one has, has the, the leg yeah. yeah that's the reward Did you know what? it whataburger just moved to chicago yeah. So, but, so Chicago took Santa on his leg. And, and water burger, and wa- But fuck. Sh-
0: bro, we're going to war with Illinois. <laughs>
1: with Illinois. <laughs> yeah, you know, better strap um, up. Okay, we're interesting. About
0: to, we're about to sweep you in four games. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. Give us our fucking leg back. <laughs>
1: And our burgers, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, y'all yeah. have enough of bro. That that
0: pissed so many people off when they started. I know, up I know. Like
1: Chicago. It did it for me. I mean, as long as my, you I know mean, what? Honestly, as long I do my care, water burgers but... are still good, but I tell you what, they opened up one water burger next to my place. It's the closest one to my my house. Man, that one has fucking, a big ass. They suck. They really? fucking suck. They suck. I was going to the- ask you,
0: you want to get one of your
1: craft Yes, I yeah, do. Let's go. I, I do. And I'm going to
0: propose the leg. <laughs> the guy at the drive-thru. Yes. Place. I got a business and proposal for you. <laughs> you, me, Illinois, one leg. We steal it we, we place it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when, when Dwight's breaking down the, the heist. That's what we're going to be yeah. stopping, like, when we're talking to. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Mm-mm. I yeah I don't I don't understand how that thing's in Illinois but that's funny yeah but I did look it up and I was like oh yeah he, he yeah, did he have did lose one, his he leg. did have one leg
1: and <laughs> lost his prosthetic not a lot of confidence for a guy with one leg I tell he you really what he really did no, yeah. just kidding kind of one of the you can still he. be confident with one leg
0: <laughs> for sure. oh, or no legs yeah no for sure, for sure. yeah um hey. I want to know how he lost it though. Cause like I didn't look up I didn't, look up. I didn't
1: look up that part. Yeah, I just I just wanted to confirm that he did have one leg. Didn't even know that they don't teach you that into the history they books. Don't. They really should. They you think American too. propaganda would would really lay in? You know how? Uh, um, what did Adolf have one testicle or no testicles? Or was it a micro penis? I didn't probably that. I mean, yeah, any,
0: any guy that's out there wilding
1: out like that. But you if, go, I mean, hey, you probably. That, that also sounds like Western propaganda, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Join the war <laughs> and go kill the guy with the micro penis. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, he, he probably definitely had some issues there. I mean I, I don't see like maybe he he was really he was angry, making huh? up for something. If I never mind, I'm not
1: good. I'm not going to. <laughs> I am not.
0: Uh, yeah, let's not say that. Okay,
1: we're <laughs> going to go ahead and move on. Today's story is Trevor's story. It is.
0: And uh, what did you bring for me today? Uh, I got. I have a really um, kind of crazy story for you guys today. I wouldn't. I. I was kind of trying to look for like a cult, uh, another okay. cult story, because we've only done one of those. And when I was doing my research, I came across this story. Um, and it, it kind of started off with like the intentions of turning into an occult, but mm-hmm. like some things happened and it didn't really ever get to that point. But I was so like interested in the story and it, some crazy shit so I was just like alright I'll do a cult next time and I'm gonna gonna go ahead and take this one so today we're gonna be talking about the case of Daniel Rakowitz Mm. Um, and this whole incident that we're gonna be talking about takes place in New York back in the 80s Um, and like I mentioned our subject of today's story his name was Daniel Rakowitz and he was (laughs) an extremely delusional person he was also very very weird and he one hundred percent possessed a god complex. Cool. Um, and just to kind of give you a little bit of insight into the person that he was, kind of like I mentioned, his goals and in ambitions in life kind of consisted of one day becoming a cult leader. Mm. Like that was actually the goal that he mapped out for himself. He's like, one day I want to, I want to be a cult leader. Cult I want to have a group of people that will listen to what I have to say. Interesting. Um, you don't want to be a doctor? No, yeah. no. You want to be a cult leader? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the market is is scarce it's kind of a hard career field to get into um but this man would go on to, and I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but he would go on to do like one of the most disgusting fucking things that I've ever heard of. And even when I was reading about it, I was just like, oh, got shit. the fucking yeah, chills. Yeah. I was like, oh, nah, fuck, what fuck the hell? that. Um, and, and we've talked about some pretty, pretty dark and heavy shit on the podcast before. But in my opinion, and we'll see what you think when we get to that point. But I think that this like kind of blows everything else out of the water in terms of like what he actually went on to do fuck all right um but without further ado let's go go ahead and get right into the case of daniel rakowitz um so we're gonna go ahead and start at the very beginning so daniel was born on christmas eve of 1960 and his parents names were anthony and velma and he actually had two older siblings as well um, and surprisingly enough, kind of in hindsight, his dad was actually a criminal investigator for the U.S. Army. okay. <laughs> so um, kind of ironic uh, yeah. in hindsight, like I correct, said. Correct, correct. Um, but being that his dad was in the military, they they moved around a lot. They mm. were bouncing from place to place, um, which means that growing up, Daniel never really had a, a stable home. Um but, uh, get this, the place that he actually did spend the most time growing up was actually in Rockport, Texas, uh-huh. which is not too far from where you grew up uh, yeah, in no, Corpus it's not. Christi. It's <laughs> not, yeah. I like Rockport. <laughs> yeah, so that's where he spent most of his time growing up, but, um... Wow, I wonder what the vibe was like, because I feel like Rockport is a lot of
1: condos now. Yeah. It well, wow, well, that's really, maybe has more Porte. Hm. Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah it's also, yeah. like,
0: right by Porte too, um... But obviously, you know, based on the fact that he was kind of moving around so often, he really didn't have the ideal childhood growing up um, based on, you know, what mm-hmm. we've talked about so far um, in even beyond that, his his life really didn't get off to a great start either. Um, he actually lost his mom at only the age of three years old. Oh, no. Um, and to make matters even worse there, his mom actually did end up dying right in front of him. Oh, no. Um, so, they were actually on a trip in Paris, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel and his mom were alone in a hotel room. And she ended up having a heart attack oh, and then shit. ended up passing away, like I said, right in front of them. and. And I I know a lot of people might say that, oh, you know, he was so young that really couldn't have affected him or determined, you nah. know, the person that he ended up being. But regardless of somebody so old, that that's that's like such a traumatic event yeah. to have to go through at that age, mm. and that's definitely something that you're going to carry with you. It might not have affected him as much as a child, but as, as you, you get older,
1: older remembering, and, yeah, and yeah say, well, that's something like, that oh, definitely I'm, sticks I'm, with you for
0: sure, Um one hundred percent. Just because you know, again, that's a very very traumatic situation. Um, and if that all wasn't hard enough already, only three fucking months after his mom passed away, his dad would actually go on to get remarried. Oh wow! Um, Yeah. So, but (laughs) get ready to flip shit. Okay. Um, because I definitely didn't found this out. So the woman that his dad remarried was actually. His mom's younger sister. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> fucking <laughs> That's Fucked up. Right? That's fucked up. But in my whole thing is, you know, obviously, you know, three months is an oddly quick time to be able to to get to over something back. like that yeah. and then move on. But not not only that, to to get remarried to your Sist- dead uh, wife. Yes. Like, Come Her on, sister. man. That's fucked up. What? That's fucked. That's insane. An, that, yeah. but just to kind of summarize, because this is the way that I thought about it, so Daniel's aunt is now his stepmom, so if you really that's already fucking weird, but if you really think about it, technically his dad is now his fucking uncle as well, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if you really break it down yeah. like that. that, and if they have kids, that's your cousin <laughs> and your sister. <laughs> Herb, yeah, your <To> brother <laughs> had to have been so that fucking confusing, yeah. especially as a kid. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, that would have fucked you up, anybody up as a child, um, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it you know, it obviously did in this case, or had at least some credit for for shaping who he would later on become. Um. And and just kind of keep in mind at, at this time, you know, Daniel's only five years old um, and, uh, you know, because of like all the traumatic experiences and things like that, he began to to have or or say he was having um, different types of visions. Mm-hmm. And in those visions, it said that he saw three wise men who would approach him and they would have conversations with him and. Uh, but, Wait, three wise men? Yeah, he like he would have these visions of like oh. three wise men like coming okay. up to him and like.
1: I, I think I I think I missed when you said vision, so I was like, oh, you three thought Wiseman? it was real? Yeah, yeah, th- yeah three no. wise men was he fucking Jesus? Yeah, just as... Okay. Well,
0: up, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, so these three wise men would like come up to him and they would have like conversations about different things, mm-hmm. and because of this, Daniel would start to believe that he had some sort of divine powers Mm. um again keep in mind he's only five fucking years old when he's saying all this shit yes um and it's also said that around this time um he also went on to perform quote-unquote miracles on his classmates and i'm really not too sure what the fuck that means. Okay. Um. But you know he was going around performing miracles. Apparently. Okay. Um. <laughs> but it's also said that he was heard. You know, going around the school telling people that he he was actually Jesus. Mm. Um. And and this dude really really thought that. So yeah. Just that. just to give you an example. Um. So if you remember, like I mentioned earlier, Daniel was born on Christmas Eve, and um that's the day before you know christians say that jesus was born and we'll, we'll talk about all that here in a minute but basically what daniel said in and, and i'm going to warn you this makes no fucking sense at all but i'm going to go ahead and read the quote so he said i was born on christmas eve 122460 which equals 96 i have 18 letters to my name and was born at 9:02 p.m. in the 24 21st hour which they say signifies the coming of lord jesus again i have no fucking clue what exactly all those numbers and correlations lead up to but essentially what he was saying there is that he is Basically the second coming of Jesus. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. He's like, he was like... Can you imagine a kid telling you that, though? Because oh, at this time, that, he's still a kid. Oh, he's still a kid? Yeah, he's still a kid. And he's a already kid. a
1: little conspiracy theorist? Yeah. Surprised he didn't say something about, like, <laughs> jet fuel doesn't burn steel beans or something <laughs> at the end of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but kind of back to, to the birthday of Jesus. So did you know that he was actually not born on the 25th of December? If we're being honest, I don't know
1: when the fuck he was born. Yeah, so, like... I actually forget that... I'm not a very religious not, man. Neither, neither, one neither one one is sorry. my family. Yeah, every, I, mean. I think
0: everybody listens, listens but, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was like,
1: I actually didn't know that... that was, yeah, yeah okay. so like
0: he actually wasn't born on the 25th of December, so Christmas is was actually a pagan holiday. It wasn't a Christian holiday. Uh, that's and, where Krampus comes from. Yeah, and so the the Christians actually changed the the birth date of Jesus and made it fall on that holiday okay. in efforts to try to convert pagans to Christianity. Uh, yeah, so like I don't know like that being said, I don't know, you know. How valid that mathematical equation it's he really came not. up with really. I wonder where it's kind I of Jesus, was, Jesus was probably born in like August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pop another one real quick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'll save mine for when I finish this one. Let that host surge a little bit. Okay, continue. All right. So, I mean, just kind of based on everything that, you know, he went for went through, through the childhood that we've kind of, like, touched on here a little bit. I mean, it's kind of expected that he would be a little bit off, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I think anybody would be. Um, but during school, because, like, he was saying all these things and making all of these, like, claims, he was actually heavily bullied as well at school. Um, again, just because of most of the stuff that he was, was telling everybody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, on top of all this, Daniel's dad also took note of the different things that he was saying and ended up putting him in a psychiatric ward at a very, very young age. And, you know, places like that oftentimes, in my opinion, end up doing more bad than good. And Mm -hmm. I, I think you might agree with that as well. Um, But while he was actually in the psych ward, he was forced to take a drug called Ritalin. And it was Mm. also rumored that he was given electric shock therapy as well. Oh, shit. And um, as he ended up getting older, his behavior started to become worse and worse. And when he was a teenager, his dad actually left the army and became a deputy sheriff. And because of his dad's background, it kind of goes without saying that... Um, you know, Daniel's dad was very, very strict, um, and they really didn't have a a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, Daniel, in my opinion, kind of rightfully held a lot of resentment towards his father for uh, a lot of things that he did when he was a kid. Um, but Daniel was very rebellious in his teenage years. And, you know, started drinking and doing drugs at, you know, a very, very young age. And his dad actually ended up arresting him for the uh, possession of marijuana once. And um, their relationship also, you know, continued to get worse and worse over time to a point where the two frequently verbally threatened to kill each other. Oh, shit. Um, But eventually his dad would go on to kick him out of the house. And after Daniel was kicked out, he would then join the army, um, which was kind of shocking. But I guess when you're, you're all out of options, you have to do what you got to do. Mm. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't in the military for very long. And after he decided to um, leave the army, he just kind of bounced around from place to place. Um, but God damn it, dude. <laughs> this is disgusting fuck. So okay. when he turned 22 years old, he actually married a fucking 14 year What the fuck? And I don't know the fucking laws in 1982, because that's when this all went down, uh-huh. but there's no fucking way yeah, that was that legal, sad. right? I, I don't think so. Like, how the fuck did that happen? There's no fucking way that was legal. In 82? What? Yeah, 1982 yeah. is when he got married to a fucking 14-year-old. That's fucking... There's crazy. no fucking way that was allowed. Yeah. Like, I just didn't understand that. Neither did I. Like, that's I hope right. that wasn't fucking allowed. Well, yeah. Right, yeah fuck, that's fucking I ridiculous, that. but... Super, super fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. But um, unfortunately, in that relationship, uh, Daniel was very abusive. Oh, um, so just for example, he would tie up his wife to a refrigerator and he would leave there all, her there all day. Um, but from what I can tell, you know, she was obviously extremely scared of Daniel.
1: Yeah, and a kid. Yeah.
0: And yeah, and she was a kid as well. Um, and you know, one because she was kid, but this was also largely due to the fact that he would often brag about these different bad things that he had done in his past. So he would tell her things like he strangled a sex worker, he decapitated a dog and plucked a woman's eye out with a fucking screwdriver. What the so fuck? those are the different type of things that he was telling his wife that he was doing to other people or he had done to other people in the past. So I think, you know, she would just about do anything that he told her to because she was like in fear that he would do those type of things to her uh-huh. as well. Um, but thankfully, this relationship really didn't um, last long because eventually Daniel decided to leave Texas for good. And he would head off to New York, which is essentially where our story begins. Mm -hmm. Um, So when Daniel arrived in New York, he spent a lot of time in a place called Tompkins Square Park, um, which is in East Manhattan, I believe. And during this time, there was a lot of um, gentrification going on Mm -hmm. in Manhattan, meaning that, you know, all the rich people were moving in and raising the prices of everything, causing, you know, those poorer people to have to leave their homes yep. where, where they have, you know, le- lived most of them for, mm-hmm. for their whole lives. So they can no, no longer afford to live there. And this this is something that's extremely fucking disgusting in my opinion. Um, gentrification? Yeah. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, that's, I believe Houston is going through gentrification right now. I think just about yeah. everywhere is, no, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, you know, At this time, when all of this was going on, there was a lot of protest taking place to kind of combat, you know, the whole issue with gentrification. And um, kind of the headquarters for this all was in Tompkins Square Park, um, which was, again, where where Daniel decided to kind of set up shop. But Mm -hmm. there was basically hundreds of homeless people that were living in this park at the time. Um, And it was sort of almost like a community, um, you know, of people uh, that believed in anti-establishment and um, they were kind of all together in one place. Uh, But kind of with that being said, you know, this area of New York wasn't really great and the crime rate was also very high. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is basically, again, where Daniel decided that he wanted to live. Um, just because he felt that he uh, fit in there. And then he also shared a lot of the same beliefs as many of the people that were in Tompkins Park at that time as well. Um, But above all, this, and I think this is what he thought, so above all, this really gave him an audience who would would listen to him. And I think he took advantage of the fact that they could have potentially been easily manipulated in his eyes. Um, But... Even even the people in Tompkins Square Park, for the most part, you know, labeled him as as the weird one and really didn't take anything that he was saying as being serious. But uh, regardless of all that, Daniel decided to start his own religion and called it the Church of 966. And in his monologues, he would basically, you know, compare himself to Jesus Mm -hmm. and talk about things like crucifixions, uh, sacrifices, uh, reincarnation, and, you know, the power of Satan. Those were kind of the type of, like, conversations that he was having with people in the park. Um, it was also around this time that Daniel would start to fantasize about uh, starting his own cult. Mm. Um, it is also said that... <laughs> this is crazy, but he, he also said that he looked up to and was inspired by none other than Charles Manson. Yeah, So, I... Great idol to mm-hmm. fucking have, dude. We haven't done a story on Charles. No, Mets we right haven't. No, that's man. a fucking mountain to climb. Yeah. Maybe at some point. You yeah, know, We definitely need, need to, one, That's a big yeah. one. Um, but he wanted nothing more than to just simply have a group of followers who would kind of, you know, hang on to mm-hmm. his every word and just listen to what he had to say. And this delusional fuck also had aspirations of being the fucking president of the United States. And he also stated that by the 19 six, or 1996 election, he would go on to just that. And listen, I know that sounds fucking wild, but... I honestly wouldn't put it past some of the people in our country right now to vote, uh, to for vote up, like that. <laughs> but uh, crazy, none the fuck it uh-huh. does. Um But if we kind of break it down real quick, you know, Daniel does have all of the makings of a, a cult leader. He uh-huh. has a God complex. He's very delusional. He has some some very radical beliefs. But there is one thing that he's kind of lacking. And based on what we've talked about, what do you think that is? A heart. <laughs> I think a lot of cult leaders lack okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Um, so when you compare him to other cult leaders, you know, Daniel just isn't as charismatic. You know, a lot of people oh, weren't, yeah, yeah, yeah. weren't listening to him or buying into what he was talking yeah, about. Didn't have a good sales pitch. Yeah, didn't have a good didn't Come have on, a good elevator God pitch. Damn, no, man. <laughs> kinda went into his sales call Just blind. no personality. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And real timid, perhaps. (laughs) Uh, Guys. I don't even think he was a timid. I don't, I don't think. you want to join my, (laughs) my cult? (laughs) I don't even think it was a fact that he was timid. I don't think he, I just don't, I think he lacked the, the ability to be like persuasive. Like all these things that he was like that's not like he, you, he probably he didn't believe I it mean himself. you have to give it to like cult leaders even though what they do is oh yeah well, no, like <laughs> I mean, like obviously what they did is fucking horrible but they can basically take these outlandish ideologies and, and things that are obviously fucking not true or mm-hmm. don't make any sense and I can get people to believe in it Yeah. and it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. and when we look at you know the, all the big cult leaders they're able to do that Daniel just wasn't able to make people believe in what he was saying mm. um And you can see this, you know, again, just based on the fact that no one really believed in the things that he was saying. He just kind of lacked those skills to captivate his audience and being able to manipulate them into believing what he was telling them, just like some of those other cult leaders Mm -hmm. that that we were kind of mentioning there. Yeah. Um, He also, you know, in my opinion, really wasn't that smart in comparison to other cult leaders either. So maybe that had something to do with it as well. Um, but Daniel also had quite the reputation for killing animals mm. um, he had quite a few pets like cats and dogs but he would always wind up killing them and he said in he that he basically killed these animals as sacrifices which was a part of the 966 religion thing mm-hmm. that he he created um, but kind of move to, to, to move on from you know, all of this in in, in the park. Uh, he did go on to, you know, stay in the park for, for a couple of years. And while he was there, he made money through selling weed. Um, and he also gained quite the reputation. I think for, Jesus did the
1: same thing. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> um, but he also had quite the reputation for being a decent uh, chef as well. Um, and I want you to take note about it because it does come up again. Mm, a um, chef. Yeah. Uh, But basically, um, Daniel would oftentimes make food, and he would share it with the other homeless people that lived in the park. Um, And then in 1988, the police um, had this big effort to uh, sort of clean up New York City. So they did everything that they could to kick out everyone from the park. So they would set, like, curfews and things like that. Um, But... While they were trying to do this, there was a big protest that led to the police attacking the protesters um, where they brutally beat just about all of them, Mm -hmm. um, which is absolute fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. because it was a peaceful protest. And it was just turned out to be a massive display of abuse of power and police brutality. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Daniel, you know, he had to find a new place to live and in 1989 he moved into an apartment with a couple named sylvia and sean Mm. and daniel actually met sylvia in the park where he actually um was homeless and sold her some weed okay Um, so he was the plug nice um and and she's like wow i'd love to live with my
1: plug (laughs) yeah don't have to leave for weed anymore i don't have to go to a shady park with a bunch of homeless people for (laughs) weed anymore
0: but you know, after those riots took place, she she basically told Daniel that he could uh, move in with her and her boyfriend. Uh-huh. And when he moved in, he agreed to split the five hundred dollar rent with them. And Damn. how fucking how fucking crazy is that? Damn. Rent was only five hundred yeah. dollars in Manhattan. I'd fucking love back that. Then. That's insane. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> um, but they. Um, things were kind of good at this point. They Mm -hmm. were, they were better. Things were going better for Daniel than they, they previously had. Um, but that unfortunately didn't last long because Sylvia and Sean ended up splitting up and both decided to move out,
1: which um,
0: then left Daniel all alone. Yeah. Um, well, he still had the apartment. He was just all alone and he couldn't afford to pay it by himself. So what he needed to do now is he had to find a roommate to, uh, split the rent Mm -hmm. with, um, so Daniel was able to find a woman named Monica Beardley, and um, she was originally from Switzerland and relocated to New York to uh, pursue her dreams of becoming a dancer. Mm. Um, at this time, Monica was in a pretty expensive uh, school, so she didn't have a ton of money, like disposable income. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was working at, I believe it was like some sort of like topless bar to to pay her bills. Um what you got to do. Yeah, no, 100 fucking yeah. percent. Um but Daniel also met her in Tompkins Park as well. Mm. Um so eventually uh she decided to move in with Daniel and they were actually rumored to have uh, some sort of fucking relationship. Okay. I don't think it was like a relationship relationship. I think it was like more of a you know kind of friends with benefits thing, but Physical it was definitely kind of like a sexual relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um but you know, true or not, Daniel did become completely obsessed with monica mm. and eventually monica did you know break things off and you know said you know we yeah. can't do this anymore but they they, they he tried uh, to tie her to a fridge She's yeah, like, i'm not, no, I'm not doing 100%, it. But, Sorry. but they they did they did end up staying okay. you know living together mm. um but at this time since she broke things off she also did start to bring other men around the apartment and you know daniel didn't like this at all Um, and they actually argued about this all the fucking time and it got as bad as, you know, Monica's friends seeing all this going on and constantly telling her, you know, you need to get out of there. Uh You need to cut things off. You need to get away from this situation. And she, she actually did do this and, but she did it kind of in a, in a scummy way, but like in hindsight, it was kind of a, a smart way of her going about getting out of this situation, but to kind of break it down, basically what happened was the lease was up, mm-hmm. and Daniel did not have a job at this time, so he couldn't couldn't sign the lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Monica did have a job, so she put the lease under her name, but she had to get Daniel to agree to this first, so she basically told him, like, I'll sign the lease, uh, you can still live here, you just have to uh, pay your rent. But when she signed the lease, she kicked his ass out, nice. <laughs> which she had full right to do because yes. it was, it was, it was her name. Game. yeah. And uh, obviously, Daniel did not take this well at all. So he went uh, back to his old roommate, Sylvia, and I guess he just wanted to, like, vent to somebody. So they you know, had a conversation about what was going on. And he had mentioned to Sylvia in that conversation that he was going to kill Monica. Oh um, shit. But Daniel said a lot of fucking off the wall fucking shit. So Sylvia didn't didn't believe him at all. Okay. Um he actually ended up telling her that he was gonna kill Monica twice. So a couple of days later, when they were having, you know, the same sort of conversation, he said, you know, I'm gonna kill Monica. But this time he asked her if she could help him hide the body. Oh, and fuck. yet again, surprisingly she didn't think anything of it and she's like yeah sure
1: (laughs) you saw me weird one time
0: but then on the 19th of august 1989 sylvia headed over to daniel's apartment she knocked on the door and no one answered so she decided to let herself in as one does and (laughs) and when she walked inside She saw that there was a pot on the stove. Oh, no. Um, So she went over to see what it was. And then when she opened it, inside the pot was the head of Monica. So despite her disbelief of Daniel being able to do all of that, he did, in fact, go on to murder and decapitate Monica. Uh, But unfortunately, it does get quite a bit worse, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, fuck. Um, But after Sylvia made this discovery, she decided to search the rest of the apartment. So she went into the bathroom, which is probably the worst fucking place you could have wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, And there she found a rib cage, Uh, just the bones, just the bones, nothing else, no flesh, but there was blood covering the walls completely. Um, and at this time, she decided to leave, um, which, uh, in my opinion, she should have fucking done in the fucking first place. When finding a a head boiling in the uh, pot, um, and then the first thing that she decided to do was call Daniel instead of I don't know calling the, the fucking cops police or anybody else. And, yeah, and and then Daniel basically tells her on the phone that he strangled Monica with a cord and then stomped on her head ten times. And then got a knife and stabbed her thirty times. Would I can't even fucking Fuck, fathom yeah, like dude. somebody doing oh, yeah, that to another shit. human. Being. Um, then he said that he dismembered her body and then flushed all of the body parts down the toilet Fuck. to get rid of everything. And then after this phone call, you'd fucking think that Sylvia would call the cops, right? But she fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Instead, she just told Daniel to that he better do a good job of cleaning up the apartment. Whoa! Uh, and, and on, and, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but at, at this point, you're just as much of a horrible yeah. fucking person as Daniel. Wow! Was. Yeah, fuck um, that. Like, sure, you didn't do it, but come the fuck yeah, on, come on, Daniel. Like, tell fuck? him, oh, make sure you clean up after <laughs> yourself. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And and for the longest time, it actually did look like Daniel was going to get away with everything, uh-huh. but kind of like we see with every case when somebody's killing people, Daniel started to tell, you know, everyone yeah. in detail about Him what he was, what he did. He uh-huh. was starting to brag about it. But the big shocker was, you know, like we saw earlier, not a lot of people believed a lot of the things that Daniel would say. Uh-huh. So nobody really thought anything about it. And to make matters even worse... Daniel claimed that I you could I don't know what to call it but like the pot that the head was like boiling in it was boiling in the stew. Soup. Yeah. He actually claimed that he ate that. No shit. But he also gave it to the homeless people in the park. Oh fuck. Yep. God damn. Yep. And eventually word of that released, to the uh, reached the police. And at this point, they decided to open up an investigation. And on September 18th, 1989, which was about a month after um, the murder, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel was arrested for the murder of Monica Beerley. And when in police, the the police brought in Daniel for interrogation, uh, he basically came came clean Jeez, uh, right, away. right away. Okay. And, um, but the only thing that i really wanted to mention from the the whole interrogation is that daniel apparently said that he kept the bones and the skull from monica and had planned on sending them back to monica's mom oh shit yeah so he was basically going to send those back in the mail say, to his mom that's fucked up yep and um uh, In the end, you know, Daniel Rakowitz went to trial on February of 1991. And uh, oddly enough, um, even though Daniel made a full fucking confession in detail about what he did, um, he actually decided to plead not fucking guilty. Huh? Okay. Yep. So uh, the trial ended up lasting about six, six weeks and Daniel's defense was basically pleading insanity and this is going to fucking piss you off but after 9 days of deliberation the jury found Daniel not guilty the by fuck reason up. of insanity and um <laughs> wow uh, listen to this so in response to the verdict uh, Daniel looked at the jury and said quote I won't fault you for your verdict The prosecution had an overwhelming case against me. I hope someday we can all smoke a joint together. What? Yep. (laughs) And Daniel was then sent to the Maximum Security Kirby Psychiatric Center on New York's Ward Island. And currently at the age of 61, Daniel still remains there to this day. No shit. Yep. So, break it down. What do you think? Wow, fuck, man. Wow. Wow. Really got away with it, kind of. Kind of, yeah, kind of. and and they've they've tried to retry the case multiple times to get that insanity plea taken uh-huh. away. They haven't been able to do no, it. No, I don't think you can. Fucking ridiculous. Dude. Yep. Like I get, I get the whole insanity thing, but at the end of the day, you still did it, and yeah. I still think you should be held accountable. Yeah, for it. no, for sure. That's just me personally. I know other people may have difference of opinion, but you still did it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh. Yeah, that 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 was yeah. That that's crazy. Isn't that
0: fucking? He fed the fucking the soup homeless people. To the homeless people. Yeah, bro. Can you imagine? Like you too. ate ate some soup or some shit, and then later that day you find out there was a oh my the god, there was human remains in that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> interesting. This is Daniel R- Rakowitz. Rakowitz. Mhm. That's a serial killer name.
1: Yeah. That's to be confused with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who the fuck is. That's yeah. fucking Harry Potter. That's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. That was a good story, man. That was a heavy fucking one. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I
0: mean, like, kind of all picked up there towards the end. It really like, did, man. I was like, was I don't such know, a, what What is he going to do? Is yeah. he going to start his
1: cult? No, he's not. He's going to fucking murder a, a
0: woman, innocent woman. Yeah, poor lady fuck dude like i when i read that part of it i was like yeah we have to we have to break this one down because uh-huh. it's like that's like something like you see in tv shows and you're just like oh, that could... yeah no way that happens yeah that was a good sorry
1: yeah it was nice. fucked up. it's crazy he's still alive man
0: yeah it's always crazy when i hear it and he's like six, he's, 61. 60, he's only 61 yeah. so he was young young when he was doing this shit yeah because like, he's our really, age, he's, <laughs> he's like, really not that old. He's still. not. He's like, not he's, that old. No, yeah. I work with
1: people that are sixty one years he old did. right now.
0: Yeah, just like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, but it's crazy when you hear these cases and these things these people did, and they're still fucking alive. Yeah, no, which is for sure. Wild. That's crazy. He's
1: still in New York. The same.
0: I think he. Yeah, I think he's still on that Ward Island oh, in, in okay. New York. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, oh, fucking God crazy, damn. dude. Yeah, never know how to unwind. I think that one is like right up there with um, fuck, what was her name? Um, I think he's like right up there with uh the other cult leader that we talked about, where he like that guy was obviously a little bit worse. Oh, you he said her name? Um, oh, that that might not be Ramirez, well. right? No, no, the guy that we talked. I got of fucking why can't I think of his name? The dude that like basically cut open a skull and.
1: Fucking. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, what was the, we, we did a story on him, right? Yeah. 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 Don't remember his name right that,
0: that This is like, that's that's worse. Yeah, but like, this is yeah. like right it's up, up there. there. It's up there. Yeah, man. Like, I think that one was the worst thing that we've ever talked about. But he was about, an actual
1: or? cult leader already. This, guy was, leader. In this a, guy was like he was an aspiring cult leader.
0: Fucking <laughs> 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 another Nathaniel. I think you got it. No, maybe not. I oh, know you did. Nice. Confirmed kill.
1: <laughs> I shall drink his blood tonight. Shall...
0: <laughs> you sounding like you're a part of the church 966. We shall roast his
1: body on the open flame. Anyway, we have a nap problem in our state. Well, actually, he was the only one. You know what? It's come full circle. See, at the last time mm-hmm. there was no body. Now we have. What
0: if that was Nathaniel? And I, you never killed him that one time. i
1: kind of hoping he is. <laughs> He's been here getting strong for two weeks, but so have I. He's <laughs> been training. I've been training for two weeks. <laughs> All right. You want to end us off? Yes. So this uh, episode is dedicated to Nat Daniel, mm. who ha- whose life was just taken moments ago, yeah. live on the podcast. Rest in peace. I'm going to lose a lot of sleep at night because of it. I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. Yeah. Um, other than that, wow! I did not drink half of that.
0: No, you did. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> half. I thought
1: it was half. Anyway, uh, well, everybody, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Drinking with the Dead podcast. Uh, this was a heavy fucking episode. So do yourself a favor. Oh my god, he's up! Oh my god, <laughs> he came back to life! Oh, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> Dude, he got resurrected. His teammates respond him. I'm not killing him. Okay. I agree.
1: So I want. I was holding Nat Thaniel by the wings just now, <laughs> and I placed him down, and he walked away. One of his wings is crippled still, so now he's a uh, good luck buddy.
0: He deserves that. I don't
1: know where he is actually, uh, but yeah, I, he got he just got up right in front of us and started walking <laughs> away. Wow! And I was staring that was at him. fucking weird. I was not gonna kill him. Like I was like, okay. You know what? Last week I was Matt like, Jesus. I was like, yes, I, I was like, you gonna return like the body of Christ, and he did. Wow, man! You know what? He deserves to live. He does this is his home now? It is. His. I'm his bitch. <laughs> what if he
0: comes over to you and smushes you? Yeah. <laughs> like gets a little wing would, and slaps. Trying to it. slap
1: me with the wing. Anyway, um, once again. Fuck, I suck at any of these fucking outros. Anyway, follow us on Instagram at the DWTD podcast. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was practicing all the way over here, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you know, show us some love. Um, that's it. <laughs> Next week will be my episode. Tune in for that one. I do have um, quite a doozy for you. Quite a popular one, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Anyway, we'll catch you on the next one, motherfuckers.